Over 2 million Americans are in prison and approximately 70 million Americans have a criminal record. Bad Boys Jail and Juvenile Ministries believes the church has a unique capacity and calling to respond to the crisis of crime and incarceration. In response, we present our radio show, Inside Out. And now, our hosts, Wilson and Rascal. Welcome to the Inside Out Radio Show. I'm Wilson along with Rascal, and this is where we spend time helping each other find ways to position ourselves with purpose for positive change. Because in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about what it's like to be a witness um, and then we're going to dive into some words with Rascal. And then, of course, we will be opening up the bean slot and pass some resources along to you. Hey, Rascal, how's it going? Really good. How are you doing, Wilson? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Hey, while we're, while we're talking about ministry here, what drew you to Bad Boys Ministry? Well, I'm not that much of a bad boy, first of all. Um, I mean, I've made my mistake. You look pretty tough. Yeah, I, well, if you saw, <laughs> I have a body for radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what drew me, I was I was working the streets downtown St. Charles. Um, there's there's uh, the Salvation Army. There's Wait a on, minute, we've heard about women who work the no, streets. No, 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 not oh, that. Oh, okay. No, 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 not that. There's a Salvation Army there on 4th Street that um, does meals for the homeless and for the for the poor and the marginalized and things of that nature. And I've... I, I was involved in that, not heavy. I'd volunteer down there once in a while. And there's another ministry called Luke 923. Hmm. Dan and Peg Newbert, they've been around for about seven years. And I got to know Dan and Peg a little bit, and they help with the homeless, help get them um, some transitional housing, um, things of that nature. So during that process, I got to know some of these guys and gals on the streets. There's one uh, particular couple um, in particular I got to know uh, where they would actually say hi to me um, <clears throat> when I would go down there, even not on a Sunday. I'd go, you know, drive around, and I'd see them, I'd stop, and they, hey, what's going on, Wilson, blah, blah, blah. So I got to know them a little bit. Well, um, one Sunday or one day I went down there, and, and uh, Josh wasn't there. That was the, the guy's name. Okay. His name was Josh. So I was asking some of the other travelers down there, I go, hey, have you seen Josh? You know, I've been trying to hook up with them. I think I got, you know, some resources for him, whatever it might be. And they said, oh, he's in jail. I said, Uh-oh. oh, really? Because, yeah, he's uh, he's over up, up there in county off of, uh, I think it's 2nd Street, the jail's on. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So time went on, and he got out, and uh, I kind of met him again. I go, hey, Josh, how's it going? And he told me a little bit about, you know, how he got in there and, and in effect, I, go, I noticed that he went straight from jail right back to the homeless. And I've been trying, I, I was trying to help the homeless. Sure. And I, I came to the realization through discussions with Josh and others is that in, in some ways, prison and jail is a gateway to homelessness. Mm-hmm. Because the, the way it works, you lose so much. Well, and they make you dependent on them, so you become dependent. Right. So I, I kind of had an epiphany, so to speak. I thought, well, if I'm trying to help the homeless, maybe I should get them before they become homeless. And one place Smart is thinking. the jail. Right. So I went up to the jail 
and I inquired to the, the officers up there and one of the caseworkers, Amanda, and they said, hey, you want to get in uh, to help or whatever? Go ahead and contact this guy by the name of Rascal. Uh-oh. Yeah, he says, Rascals. And they, I, I think they gave me your number. And uh, I reached out to you wanting to uh, find out what it's all about. I'll tell you what. That first time I went in with you, yeah, scary. It was early. Well, I mean, I, ladies and gentlemen, I know that a lot of you know what it's like to be in jail. But for our listeners that don't know what it's like to be in jail, it's basically a square or a rectangle. Yeah. And when I went in the first time, my back was against the wall of that rectangle the whole time because I just was, I'm like, wow. I was I was scared. It's 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 very eye opening when that metal door slams shut, right? And you hear the lock, right? And of course the smells and the sounds. Oh yeah. I mean it's. It, I always say it smells like moldy clothes and wet noodles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's it, an unforgettable smell. That is a fact. That's a fact. So I decided that uh, if I was going to try to affect through Christ or Christ is going to affect through me the homeless I would I would try the jails and and uh, that has morphed into about we're four and I'm the four rest years, is history I'm four years with you I think it'll be four years yeah, this the, April I think and look what it's morphed into right you know a radio show now right so that's what's got me into bad boys jail ministry and I couldn't be more pleased well I'm so glad to have you on board you have become a great asset well, to bad thank, boys thank you so much well, um, in the opening segment, uh, we said we were going to talk about being a witness, and I'm going to add a little subtitle to that. In fact, I was talking with Rascal before we started the show that this is actually a, uh, a discussion-slash-sermon-slash-presentation I did for a class, and I can't quite seem to get the right title for this thing. I've used, um, which rebel are you? Can I get a witness? Which thief are you? Basically, what we're going to do is talk about the, 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 the few people that witnessed the crucifixion is what we're going to talk about. Cool. And how, how, what is it, how do we fit into that? You know, where are we among those witnesses? Sure. Because we're called to be a witness for Christ, are we not? Yes. Right. Each and every day. Right. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to be a witness for Christ. And we're going to use the crucifixion as a backdrop. And here are the four verses. I'm not going to read them. It's Matthew 27, 32 through 56, Mark 15, 21 through 41, Luke 23, 26 through 49, and John 15, 21 through 41. And these talk about the crucifixion. These are the, the gospels, of, uh, they're in the gospels of the crucifixion. So here are the witnesses, I read through these, and here are the witnesses that they list. They listed the chief priests and the elders, the centurions or the guards, the, the two criminals, they call them thieves. Various women named Mary. Lots of Marys there. This Bible's full. A lot of Marys. A lot of Marys. A lot of Marys. And then, of course, um, they, they mentioned that there's disciples. They didn't um, identify them, but, and they're unknown numbers, but they were mentioned. But I think for our discussion today, we're going to look at just three of these, um, these witnesses. Because I believe these three witnesses represent the the state of how people today approach the truth of Jesus and his message. Very good. Yeah, I, I really do. Um, and these are the these are the three. We're going to look at the centurions as a whole, not just the one or the guards as a as a group, 
and we're going to look at the two thieves or criminals, and we're going to look at those individually. Okay. Okay. So each of these witnesses saw the same Jesus, but came to different conclusions. They each had a different conclusion. Uh, we're going to talk about that, what our conclusion is, and how we should move forward with that. And first it was the centurions. I believe that these witnesses represent those of us in the world who have decided that the culture and non-biblical norms are the truth. Hmm. So they represent the world. Right. As they're witnessing the crucifixion of Christ, they represent the world. Their allegiance lies within the power structure of society. Wow. And society's getting pretty powerful, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Overreaching. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at Facebook. Look at this. Look at that. Um, society can be uh, summed up in the, the, ma- the media, pop culture, and a big fancy schmancy term called relative, relativism. Relativism. Right, where there's really no truth. And I think that's what yeah, that means. Yeah, just being relative. Yeah, just being relative. Floating around out right. there in the abyss. So, like the centurions, an oath is taken to follow the rules even to death. And I, what I mean by death is death to truth. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. We, we need to follow what Hollywood says. Hollywood says Jesus. Like back in the s- late 60s, early 70s, there was a cover of Time magazine that had a label that says, God is dead. Oh, I remember that. Right. So that was a, a call to action to say, hey, God doesn't matter. Right. God no longer exists. So, we can stop talking about him. So as a centurion quote-unquote, we're expected to follow that rule. Um, so like the centurion's allegiance lies within the power of the culture. As long as we don't stray from the truth, we can pursue whatever brings us joy. Right? Yes. Right. And then remember, and, and then we talked about the, uh, the Time magazine cover. And next were the two thieves, and this is really kind of cool. The two thieves up to this point represents those of us in the world that rebel against the establishment norms of culture and want to remain neutral to the spiritual realities of the divine creation. Meaning, they want to affect the world. They know there's something wrong with the world. They don't want to go along with the the status quo, but they don't want to do it spiritually. They want to do it on their own because they have a better picture of what the world should look like. And we know that the picture of the world is actually through Christ. Exactly. I mean, it should be. Should be through right. Christ, yeah. Right. So the world is corrupt, evil, and but I'm a good person. In a sense, they are rebelling against the standards of society while enjoying its fruits. Rebelling against the Roman culture and rule. Today would be rebelling against pop culture, the media. Um, some people say the government. So we're, we're wanting the world at our own terms so to speak, and we're going to adjust those things that, the way we want them. They believe that the Messiah who rode into Jerusalem and led them into battle against their oppressors. Now, these rebels, they actually belonged to a sect that wanted the Messiah to, to come. Okay. They were Jews. Okay. Um, I think they were called zealots. Mm. They wanted to overthrow root Rome, the rule. They wanted to overthrow the popular culture, and they knew that a Messiah was coming. They just didn't recognize him. Yeah. They just didn't recognize him. Um, the irony is awesome. The leader of the zealots, that's Barabbas, was freed by the sacrifice of Jesus. They're looking for the Messiah to free them, and they free somebody that's taken the play that takes his place, takes which the is place. the Messiah. That's bizarre. Right. It, that's the irony continues when the two rebels being crucified alongside the very Messiah conquering leader 
that they're waiting for. So they're waiting for the Messiah, and they're being crucified right next door to him. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So we're, we're waiting for something. People are waiting for things. Mm-hmm. Men and women in prison are waiting for Release date. Yes, release date. So you got to think about what, where you stand on this. Okay, are you a, a centurion where you're just going to you just going to go your own way and, and, and toe the line? Not so much legally, but uh, culturally, toe the line. Anything goes. If I want to be this, I can be that. Or are you going to be one of the two thieves or rebels that is fighting against pop culture, but yet they're ignoring the spiritual aspect of who they are? That's what we need to deal with. So there's no doubt the thieves observed their fate. They both mocked Jesus. At the onset of the day, they both looked to Jesus for help. Okay, One mockingly asked to be spared the pain of death by being taken down from the cross. If you're the Christ, take us down. Right. That's what he said. Get us off of here. Prove it. Prove that you're the Messiah, that you can take us off the cross. The other, after witnessing Jesus, asked to be remembered by the Messiah. Look at the difference there. Oh, yeah. One wants him to be, show me that you're the Messiah by taking me down. I'm going to show you that you're the Messiah because I want to follow you. Isn't that cool? That is. That is cool. Where do we stand? They both witnesses Jesus' humiliating death. They both witnesses Jesus' acceptance of his fate, his sacrifice, but only one saw it for what it was. That's the, Which one are we? Are we seeing Jesus' sacrifice for what it is or for what we want to get out of it? What did the one thief witness that the other one did not? Whatever it was, it changed him to the core. Talk about the word changing you. Right. It does change people. Oh, it does. I mean, we've heard stories of men and women coming out of prison that have, have their lives. So this is where we get a glimpse of the repentance and the restoration. There is not mention of the repentance of the other thief. We can only assume that he went to his death with a hardened heart. Oh, yeah. You know? And we see it in the jail and prisons all the time. You know, you have one person... You could be cellmates, one person who is on fire for the Lord. They admit, hey, man, I made a mistake. I need to get it right. They understand it. And then the other guy's hard. It hardened him to where that he doesn't want anything to do with Christ. Mm-hmm. So if we go back to that Time Magazine thing for a second, that cover, it was in 1966. It says God is dead. If we were to hold that up to those thieves on the cross or even to ourselves, what would be our answer? <laughs> Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. That's it. Yeah, right. Are you witnessing Christ in your life and in the lives of others around you? Think about that. As you get out of your rack, as you go out about your day, are you asked to be asked? Say, hey, God, are you there? Right. I think God expects us a lot of times to call on him when we're in doubts, when we have those doubts and those fears and not knowing what the future holds. Well, we need to take a break and let the dogs out. Um, when we return, we're going to hear some words from Rascal, so get your pencil and paper ready. For beautifully rustic barnwood creations and unique clothing attire, it's Spurs and Stripes Creations. When you're looking for that one-of-a-kind handmade item for yourself or as a gift, Spurs and Stripes can help you out. From home-sewn scarves to barnwood shutters to barnwood picture frames, even branded leather wallets, check out Spurs and Stripes. See all that Spurs and Stripes has to offer at Instagram at Spurs and Stripes Creations and Facebook Spurs and Stripes Barnwood Works. Our motto, something old, something new, uniquely crafted just for you. Spurs and Stripes Creations. Welcome back to the Inside Out Radio Show. 
I'm Wilson Long with Rascal. We've been talking about being a witness for Christ, being hung on that cross, perhaps. We all have a cross. Yeah. Right. That would be a definite witness. All right. Now we're going to hear some wise words from Rascal. What do you got, Rascal? All right. So Wilson was touching on the centurion, and where that's found is in Mark 15, 39. And when the centurion stood there in front of Jesus, he saw and said, Surely this was the Son of God. So the centurion immediately when he saw and he witnessed what took place, he knew immediately this isn't just some Messiah like so many thought he was just a prophet or just a Messiah. Mm -hmm. He surely was the Son of God. And then like we touched on earlier, the story of the thieves on the cross, found in Matthew 27, 38, also found in Luke 23, 32 through 43, and then Mark 15, 27. This story in many ways is one of the most touching stories in the Bible. A dying thief accepts Christ as Lord and Master and is assured by Jesus a place in paradise. Right. Where, where we're sitting sometimes is no. not paradise. No, no. So let's just take a look at Luke 23. Let's pick it up in verse 39 and read it through 43. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. And that's what we were just talking about. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Now, he didn't say, don't you fear this man hanging here, or don't you fear Jesus? Mm -hmm. This criminal already recognizes him as God hanging on the cross. He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserved. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him. Now, this is really cool. Uh -huh. This will give you chills. I tell you truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Right. I love it. Right. Because it's that redemption that we can all get. Even though we are hanging in the balances of a judicial system the judge gets to decide what happens to us mm -hmm. maybe a jury you know gets to hear your case but what is so wonderful is that right where we're at in the cell block you know in your pod you can accept jesus christ as your personal savior and he can say to you regardless what happens from this point forward no matter what they sentence you to even i mean I've got some friends right now that I love dearly that are on death row. You know, they're waiting for execution, but they don't have to worry because right here, this verse 33, Jesus answered him, I tell you truly, today you will be with me in paradise. That's our assurance that because of salvation, admitting that we're a sinner, remember, he admitted, mm -hmm. he said, he's told right. the other thief, we have been justly accused. Right. He's admitting to a wrong. He's admitting that he's a sinner. 
and in need of salvation. He needs Jesus. Jesus is hanging there. I mean, what better way to go? With Jesus hanging right beside right. you. Right. <laughs> you know, what struck me in this when I did my research on this the first time was that a lot of us think that, okay, I have to work to for my salvation. If I just do enough, God will forgive me. If I work, if I whatever. Think about these these two men up there. They weren't coming down. They weren't going to get a second no. chance to go help that lady no. across the street. They weren't going to have a chance to go to the soup kitchen and hand out food. That was it. Right. Yet, they were still given the opportunity for forgiveness. Right. Everyone has that opportunity. At some point in your life, you have that. So many times people pass it up. Oh, because yeah. They, they overlook it. They overshoot it. Right, right. So, it's, it's, it's pretty good stuff. So, hopefully, you got those verses. That first one with the centurion was Mark fifteen thirty nine, and then the story of the thieves on the cross is found in three of the Gospels: Matthew twenty seven thirty eight, Luke twenty three thirty two through forty three, and Mark fifteen twenty seven. Of course, if you didn't get a chance to to write those down, I will send you my notes. All you have to do is write to Bad Boys Jail Ministry, P.O. Box one twenty five, Flint hill missouri 63346 and we can get you those scriptures and uh that type of thing reach out to the chaplain there at the, at the jail ask him some questions that, that'd be a good start ask some questions what does this mean what are these two thieves you know what's the difference between these two don't take our word for it right never take someone's word for it always research it yourself that's right that's right well, we're going to uh transition into a segment that we just initiated called Ministry or Event Plug. This is where we try to um, highlight some of the things that we're doing or some of our friends out in the, the out of the mission field are doing. And in this case, we've mentioned these these guys before, Misfits for Jesus. So Warrington, that's right. That's uh, Belts, the old they've Belts. Gone, they've gone west, young man. Yeah, they have gone west. They have Misfits for Jesus over there in Warrington. Um, their services are Saturday nights. And they have Wednesday night uh, Bible study, and I believe they have a Monday night prayer over there. But the the event I want to highlight for them is they're holding a constitutional class, actually four of them. Interesting. Yeah. They have a, a gentleman coming in that's going to teach this class. It's four weeks on Monday nights beginning March 1st from 7 to 8.30, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the Misfit Church in Warrington. And again, you can sign up online at misfits.com or 314-604-1483. And just so happens that in about uh, an hour or so, they're going to be on this radio. Yeah, right behind us. I believe they have their 10 a.m. show, Misfits for Jesus. Hopefully they're up right now listening to us. Yes, they're they're taking notes. They got their right. pencil and paper out. They got their pencil and paper. Right. I'm going to check with Randy. Yes. And see if he's got his pencil and paper ready. So remember to try to listen for uh, Randy and Barry on that note. Now we're going to open up uh, a segment called The Bean Slot. And the bean slide is where they pass those beans, right? Slide them through. Slide those beans through. I was talking to my son. Um, he's incarcerated, and I go, you know, he calls pretty much every day. And I said, hey, uh, what would you have for dinner? He goes, today, rice. Yeah. Uh, potatoes. Noodles. Noodles. <laughs> right. I said, Macaroni and cheese. So I. Um, real, real thin, runny cheese. <laughs> right. 
So I um I asked him, "Do you get anything through the bean slot?" He goes, "No, they 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 opened the door and they handed us because during the COVID they were locked down. Right, on they lockdown they home. couldn't um they couldn't eat in the public uh, area. They had to eat in their in their cells. So um I I don't think they slid the door the little door open. I think they opened the big door for him. But uh, anyway, we're going to pass along a really really cool resource. This resource is called Prison Fellowship. Now, I believe, I talked with them on the phone. I believe that they're actually, prior to COVID, they were doing activities, programming in uh, Moberly. Really? Yeah. I talked to a gal um, on the phone because I wanted to get permission to plug what they were doing. And uh, she said, yeah, we're, we're in Moberly. They're not in every institution in Missouri, but she said they were in Moberly. Now, of course, with the with the way things are now, programming is probably- Yeah, nobody knows. Pro- programming kind of come to a, a, a screeching halt. But I'm going to read you what Prison Fellowship is. Prison Fellowship works to restore America's criminal justice system and those it affects. They help men and women replace the cycle of brokenness that landed them in prison. They advocate for the justice reform and active grassroots networks to do the same. They equip wardens to be restorative change to their facilities, to bring restorative change to their facilities. They care for prisoners, families, and help strengthen the bond between the children and their parents who are behind bars. We call the church to lead the way in caring for those impacted by the criminal justice system, and they do this through a biblical worldview. I love that biblical worldview. That's awesome. Yeah. They're not ashamed of the gospel. Right. Right. So there's two resources I'm going to pass along. One is, and you, some of you guys and gals have heard of this, called Celebrate Recovery Bible. Very coveted when I was doing, or when we were doing the, the, the jail up here in St. Charles County. Highly requested. It was highly requested. It was very difficult to get because they were very expensive. Well, I talked to a friend there at Prison Fellowship, and they said that if an inmate will write them, that they will send them one of these free of charge. They're both in English and Spanish. What? Free? Yeah, free. Nothing's free. Well, they said they'd send them free, and they're in large print. For us That's old awesome. dudes. That's awesome, yeah. We, we like need, me. Yes, yeah, so all you need to do is include your ID number when you write to Prison Fellowship 44180 Riverside Parkway, Lansdowne, Virginia, 20176. Lansdowne spelled L-A-N-S-D-O. W-N-E, that's Lansdowne, Virginia, 20176. One per person. She said that. Don't right. ask for 20. And I would assume that you need to just ask them for a recovery yeah, Bible so that they know what you're- Bible. Yeah, Spanish or English. Wow, that's pretty that's, cool. That's, that is cool. That, that brings a point. I remember one time I was in the in the pod, whatever, at St. Charles, and these um, Hispanics came out to listen to my message. They couldn't speak a, a <laughs> lick of English, and I couldn't speak any Spanish. But there was a connection there. Yeah. You know, because when you, I, they know the word Christ and Lord, and you, know, you can hear them under their breaths, Christos, Christos, you know. See, si, see. Si. Yeah, Christos. Another one, uh, they sent me a, um, an, I'm on their newsletter, their electronic newsletter, and they sent me a copy of a news bulletin they sent out uh, applauding the United States government. Uh-uh. Yeah. 
We actually have something to be happy with the yes. government for? Yes. Apparently, uh, years and years ago, we're talking 25, 30, 40 years ago, there was a law passed that denied the incarcerated access to a Pell Grant. That's just wrong. A Pell Grant, for, the use that don't, for you that don't know, that is free money for you to go to college. Uh, I used it when I was uh, going to college. A lot of people have used it, but it was denied to the incarcerated. They just passed a law to reverse that. Talk to your counselor, talk to the chaplain, talk to whoever you got to talk to. But I would highly encourage you to pursue an education if you don't have one. Oh, yes, most definitely. They say, what is it, like 60 to 70% of the ones that don't return have a college degree? Right. Because they, they, they got a college degree or they right. got training of some sort. So, and then, of course, we have resources on how to get a college degree, too, but we'll talk about become that. Become educated. Yeah, become educated. So, again, that's Prison Fellowship at uh, 44180 Riverside Parkway, Lansdowne, Virginia, 20176. You got it. That's about it for us. I appreciate you guys spending time with us. Wrap this thing up. Remember. Don't let the devil's schemes control your dreams. Love it. Love it. See ya.